What's up, Eden's Chapel? This is Chris Kendall, pastor of Oak City Baptist Church, just down the road from you guys. And I was asked, invited to be a part of your daily devotions as you walk section by section through the entirety of the Bible. I applaud your leadership, your pastors, and their heart to equip the saints for the work of the ministry and to do so in concert with the Holy Spirit through the teaching of God's Word in its entirety. I agree with them that to make a whole Christian, you got to have the whole Word. And so I'm grateful to be a part of this, and I'm grateful to share with you just a couple of observations from the passage I was asked to share with you, and it comes from Exodus chapters 36, 37, and 38, where the construction of the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, the portable sanctuary that was carried along with the Israelites when they left the slavery in Egypt and wandered towards the promised land. And so they they are now constructing by God's decree this portable sanctuary that would be stationed in the midst of the camp everywhere the people of Israel stopped because it represented not only the proper place of worship but the power and presence of God himself. And uh, we get a little insight into the community dynamic of this great and worthy work set before them by God. And so I'm going to read just a few verses from chapter 36, make a couple of observations, and then uh, turn it over for the for the next daily devotional. But verse 1 of Exodus 36 reads like this. Bezalel and Oholiab and every craftsman in whom the Lord has put skill and intelligence to know how to do any work in the construction of the sanctuary shall work in accordance with all that the Lord has commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and Oholiab and every craftsman in whose mind the Lord put skill, everyone whose heart stirred him up to come and do the work. And they received from Moses all the contribution that the people of Israel had brought for doing the work on the sanctuary. They still kept bringing him freewill offerings every morning so that all the craftsmen who were doing every sort of task on the sanctuary came each from the task that he was doing. And he said to Moses, the people bring much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave a command. A word was Proclaimed throughout the camp, let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing for the material that they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. Just a couple of observations from this passage. Number one, God called the people to work. There was something incredible about God's design for this tabernacle and all of its ornate and elaborate trappings. But this never happens unless the people of God hear the call of God and heed the command of God. It says that Bezalel and Aholiab and every craftsman in who the Lord put the skill and intelligence to know how to do any work in the job God had called them to do. Here's what's amazing about that. Maybe you've heard the old adage, God does not call the qualified, he qualifies the call. That's the the testimony of these craftsmen. God qualified them 
And then he called them to do what he qualified them to do. And it was the important work of building and constructing the tabernacle. I don't know what God has called you to in your life specifically. We know from Scripture that God has put the call on all of us, commissioned all of us to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything Jesus commanded. And he tags that with a promise. Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. All of us have the calling of God on our lives if we are indeed in Christ. But there are specific calls that God puts on our lives regarding the work he has set before us. And maybe you felt along the way that you're so unqualified. You are ordinary at best. I've been there most of my life. And I think that's right where God meets us and desires to use us. When we feel insufficient, requiring us to rely on his sufficiency, that he strips us of trying to be clever enough and skilled enough and smart enough to try hard enough because he puts into our hearts and minds all that we need to take the next obedient step in the calling he's put on us. And so I love how they were qualified and then called to do the work of the Lord. I don't want you just to notice the calling of God on the craftsmen, but the contribution of the entire community. And it is compelling. In verse three, it says, and they, the craftsmen, received from Moses all the contribution that the people of Israel had brought for doing the work of the sanctuary. And they kept bringing every single morning free will offerings, not just what was needed, but just out of the generosity of their own hearts. So that, verse 4, all the craftsmen who were doing these tasks came to Moses and said, we've got more than enough to do the work and some, causing Moses to tell the people, hey, pump the brakes. we got nowhere to put the supply. It's more than enough. It's superfluous at this point. And so they were restrained from, being, from bringing what they were bringing. Family, I, I'll tell you, a local church is not all that effective if if efficacy is built atop of the hard work of a few men that carry the office of pastor or deacon or directors and the women who serve in all sorts of leadership roles. For the work that God has called us to to be effective and for us to accomplish his specific purpose within the local church and in our community, it's going to take everyone pitching in, contributing. And in this case, they were contributing the tangible material needs for the work. But for all of us who are in Christ that make up the church of Jesus, our contribution is really threefold. It's our time, which is really the most precious human commodity. It is our talents, what God has qualified us to do, the gifts God has given us through the Holy Spirit, but also our treasures. That's our material possessions and resources. Now, I know that when we talk about time and talents, people are quick to say, yeah, I'm willing to give of my time and talent, but, but stay away from my treasure. And I would just encourage you in light of the community of faith who were 
creating and crafting and constructing this temporary dwelling place that represented the power and presence of God, that we more who are uh, the dwelling place of God's Holy Spirit ought to be compelled to be generous with our treasures, those things that are valuable to us, given over for the work of the ministry. And I believe when we do that, that Oak City and Eden Chapel and even over at Shiloh Baptist or First Baptist and Seymour or Christian or Seymour Heights Christian Church or, or um, Seymour United Methodist Church or Seymour Church there in the old karaoke cafe. If we are determined to be generous with our very lives, there is so much work, kingdom building not just tabernacle constructing, that can be done for the name and fame of Jesus, the good of others, and the glory of God. So let me encourage you to heed the calling of God, but also to be a contributor. Because if you're not a contributor, you are the opposite, and that is a consumer. And God isn't interested in changing the world through consumers, but those who, like his boy, contribute sacrificially, generously, in light of God's call. Be blessed, Eden Chapel. I hope you were encouraged today. God bless you as you continue to trek through the Word.